Welcome back to our official club podcast, All About Ours. I'm Simon Cheshire, and as always, I'm delighted to be joined by former Rangers winger, England international and club ambassador, Andy Sinton. Since, how are we? And welcome back. I'm really good, Simon. Um, yeah, life's good and team's going well. Really, really positive. What about you? You're, you're well, safe and well? All good. Delighted for hopefully looking forward to what will be a good year. Let's hope so. All About Ours is available on our Recast, SoundCloud and Spotify channels, so you'll be able to get your QPR fix wherever you are. For our first episode of 2022, we wanted to make it a unique change to our podcast. Rather than reminiscing on previous QPR teams of the past, we wanted to reflect on what has been a positive and both on and off the field for 2021 for Queen's Park Rangers. So first of all, since looking ahead, looking at the finishing of the conclusion of 2020, Norwich City away, that sort of was a kickstart and a catalyst for what has gone on to be a really positive 2022. It certainly was. Uh, if you look at the, um, you know, towards the end of 2020, we were on a really poor run. I think it was 10 games in all competitions that we hadn't won. Uh, we weren't really threatening the opposition. Goals were hard to come by. Um, then we go to Norwich. I thought we played really well at Norwich. Um, Norwich away, uh, went behind to a debatable penalty. We get ourselves back in the game with a penalty, which uh, Bright converts. Um, then actually Bright missed the sitter very, very late in the game to win us the game. But maybe that just give us a little bit of confidence going into the new year. It's a really important point. Um, but you know, what we saw from that moment or New Year's Day onwards, or certainly the Luton game when we came in, I don't think anyone could have predicted. Obviously, a few days later, I saw the arrival of Charlie Austin. And then later on in the month, we saw Stefan Johansson, Sam Field, Jordi Device all coming in. They just made a big impact, didn't they? Well, they certainly did, uh, not just as players. You know, uh, I've sat in dressing rooms before, and you, you're probably thinking and hoping that the team needs a little bit of help. Um, and that's where credit to the owners uh, and the guys behind the scenes and the recruitment policy because to get someone like Charlie it certainly gave me a lift uh, I think they give 20,000 and more around the world QPR fans a lift um, I think it just give the dressing room a lift you know to have someone like him come in so it's not what he can do on the field it's also his influence he can have around the building on younger players been there seen it done it um, well liked, very popular, what a signing. So that's credit to everyone behind the scenes for, for getting that one over the line. Um, we saw Just Charlie. to sort of jump in with Charlie, obviously we were privileged to be at Luton, weren't we as well? When he came on, out on the pitch to do the warm-up, obviously it was behind closed doors and everything that came with that, but you can see the lift that he gave the team in the warm-up, even before the team came out. Well, that's what I'm alluding to, you know, certain players have got a certain aura about them and experience and know-how. Um, and I just think Charlie, I think I said it on commentary with Nick prior to the game, Nick asked me what's Charlie going to bring and I didn't even talk about the goals he's going to bring because we take that for granted really. I talked about all the other things he was going to bring to the dressing room, leadership qualities etc etc um, and he showed that and I think that first game at Luton we looked a different side. Um, you know that looked like it was a partnership that hadn't been worked on for more than a couple of days with Charlie and Lyndon. Um, I looked at a togetherness and a bit more belief that we had, had seen prior to the, the Norwich City game and we, you know, Charlie scores on debut, you know, dream start, header, uh, poacher's goal, 2-0, um, clean sheet and that sort of 
that was the catalyst, if you like, you know, to go on a little, uh, a really good run during that month. Later in the month, we see someone who I thought was really influential from from then till the end of the season, and Stefan, Stefan, quality player. You know, you don't have to read his stats and where he's played, and you know, represent his country and captain his country. I just think he was another one in the Charlie mould that just give everyone a lift. Um, was able to control games for us, the speed of games, the tempo of games, experience, younger players can learn from them up at the training ground, which is vitally important. And I'm not just singling out Charlie and Stefan, you know, uh, because there was others. Sam Field came in, Yordi we had to wait for was a little bit injured. And the guys who were already there, all I'm trying to say is I think the guys already there got a lift from those two players coming in and they upped their game as well. And we saw the benefits and we saw the results on the field. Obviously, the results on the field. We had Luton, Cardiff, Watford, all within January. That's already on yeah, three wins. Three wins. That was almost as many as we'd already picked up in yeah. 2020. So it just put us straight on the front foot, didn't it? Heading into that yeah. new year. Important wins, you know. Again, to go down to Cardiff, one nil. I think Chris Willock. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was his first goal for the club. And again, you know, we mentioned players coming into the building. There was players already in the building. I think we just started to see the second half of the season, the emergence of a really talented player in Chris Willock. Just starting to see the signs, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I've got no shame in saying that. I say it on commentary. I think the kid has he's got a really bright future. He's getting better and better. So he started to come to the fore. Ilyas Cheer was very influential with his goals and his assists that he was he's starting to add. Senny was establishing himself. You know, Rob Dickey had made the step up and had a fantastic first season and has gone from strength to strength. Johan played every minute, so we just seem to grow. And I've been in football and I've been in sport many times. Once you get momentum with you, you can just keep rolling sometimes. Still got to work hard and earn every single point, but um, now that month of, month of January was really key. And I think that's where, and I know you'll probably touch on a little bit later, you know, the owners and Lee, Les, recruitment behind the scenes. I think they deserve a, a huge pat on the back as well. And did that sort of sow the seeds for the belief that we sort of have now? Supporters are a bit more connected with the team on the field at the moment, aren't they? In that sort of period towards the end of last season, really sort of, even though fans weren't here, they were yeah. still really well, buying into what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that comes from winning games, Simon. There's nothing more than to unite a club and get people together, whether it's in the dressing room, within the stand, behind the scenes at the club, people from outside looking in. There's nothing better than seeing a team playing well and winning games. So, um, so yeah. More credit to the guys who were playing because this run, you know, I'm here to be shot at, but I think we got 47 points in 24 games at the back end of the season. You know, that's where no fans are. And someone once asked me, you know, how would I cope playing in front of an empty stadium? I don't know because I never had to do it other than the behind closed doors games that I used to play in pre season, etc. etc. So those guys deserve a a hell of a lot of credit one to get themselves up to feed off themselves with because sometimes you feed off the atmosphere uh, whether you're in a way ground and it's quite hostile against you you can feed off that and use it for a positive or the home crowd um, who's brilliant here so uh, so you know that's a that's another huge credit for those guys for the what they did the back end of the season and then obviously the season was wrapped up when we moved into the summer we had the euros everyone was watching linden and playing in the Euros for Scotland and then obviously we came to pre-season and expectations sort of had to be managed a little bit didn't it because we saw the Man United game, Leicester game, we turned it over, <laughs> big Premier League team. 
Well, the expectation, you know, wasn't for me. Wasn't just uh, you, you play Manchester United and the fans for the first time were allowed back in, albeit I think it was half capacity or something like that, you know. But from that day on, uh, you could see that connection. I spoke to lots of fans during the um, during the pandemic, and, and credit to the club for reaching out to fans, you know, making sure they're okay and fans who were struggling for various reasons. And one thing that really came through to me was football clubs need the fans for obvious reasons. The fans need their football club. Rangers fans needed their Queen's Park Rangers fix, you know, every game. And I think since fans have been allowed back from the summer, the support, the support that they've given the team home and away has been astonishing. It's been brilliant, they've been loud, they've been proud of the club that we are. And again, that goes back to credit behind the scenes for what we've done over uh, certainly the recent years because let's face it a few years ago we had to go through a bit of pain uh, things had to change things had to happen uh, and this is where you know behind the scenes the owners in particular I'll say it one more time Lee Lair's recruitment but the team behind the team this is a united club this is a club that's together and the fans are with us and long may that continue What was that moment like when the teams came out against Millwall for the first time? crowd back, the roar of the conference, Foundation Stadium. You know Simon, I played in front of big crowds and I played here in front of packed stadiums. I was actually a little bit emotional. Um, I, I, I felt myself sort of, uh, because you hear the stories, you know yourself, we all knew people who had suffered during the pandemic and who are still are unfortunately, but we all had stories, we all knew someone who knew someone who knew someone, whether that was a friend of a family or a family member, so everyone had a story to tell. Um, but sport football has got a way of bringing people together. So that Millwall game, uh, I think they helped as well because they packed the um, the away end. It was a it was a brilliant atmosphere, and it was just great. You know, I watched from the gantry, 30 odd, 40, 50 games. You know, we've been looking across and just seeing empty seats for the first time. I could look across the ground and see a full stadium, and it was it was brilliant. It wasn't brilliant in the 11th minute when Millwall took the lead, and you go, okay, right. But uh, we played ourselves back into the game. Rob Dickey scores a screamer, and that was the start of our season. Just sort of wrapping up the summer as well. What about the recruitment that we had? We sort of a chance where we've not lost a major player over years. We've lost Ezzy <coughs> over the summer and things. But this year, it feels like something's a bit changed where we haven't lost that major player, and all we've done is sort of back Add to it. and yeah. added. To the yeah. Well, again, um, yeah, owners during very difficult times deserve huge amount of credit you know because their individual businesses would have been hit with the pandemic as well so to supplement and keep football clubs going um, the way the club has been run uh, by Lee and his team behind the scenes and the recruitment over the last couple of years I think has been really really good you know we spoke about last January with who came in but we saw how well we done and the key was to me was can we keep that nucleus and add to it because you know what We've took two points a game, almost. That's a promotion winning form. You know, if we can just cement that, add to it, who knows? Who knows? So uh, again, in the summer, recruitment process uh, was good. Uh, Charlie was one everyone wanted. We got that uh, done. Um, Sam Field gets done. Jordi gets done. Uh, Moses comes into the building. Jordan Archer comes in as, as backup. Jimmy Dunn, who's gone on to, you know, getting better and better and better and I'm sure I've missed people as Sam McCallum comes into the building and all of a sudden you look at the squad and go you know what we've got a good squad here 
then I suppose another very influential one right at death was Stefan, um, you know, joining from Fulham up the road. So, uh, so now recruitment's been good, and as I say, we've gone from strength to strength. I want to temper that with, you know, we're we're just over halfway of the season. There's a hell of a long way to go. Let's not get too excited, but you know, over the coming months, let's enjoy the ride, uh, see where it takes us, and uh, lots of lots to look forward to. And other supporters sort of buying, you feel like there's an enthusiasm and a confidence now going to games, especially away from home, because you can see we've had Coventry, we've had the 4,000 at Coventry, it's had the same at Peterborough. We're noticing sales of hospitality here at the ground, the attendances are up. There's a, a belief about the craft of places now at the moment. Well, again, that comes from, you know, winning games and, you know, a lot of everything else the club does centres on, rightly or wrongly, what happens on the pitch. If you're getting it right on the pitch, I think things feed off that. I'll say this, you know, there's a lot of good people at the football club. There's a hell of a lot of great work goes on, you know, behind the scenes in all departments. Community trust, we're all together. Uh, but the key is that now the fans are totally united and we're almost like a one club. That's what it feels like at the moment. The, the, you know, the support of the fans, Simon, has been absolutely incredible. Since they've been allowed back into the stadium, home and away, they've been really loud. You know, I looked at second game, we looked, we talked about the Millwall game. We went to Orient on the midweek game. I know it's only up the road, the other side of London, but the far side was packed. You know, and we go and celebrate, and we win on penalties in front of them. But then we take a thousand up to Hull. Uh, in Middlesbrough there's quite a number goes on in midweek you know very early in the season so it was just starting to build but you know if I could use this platform to say fan support has been unbelievable they can play and will play and can play a huge part in the remaining months of this season so uh, yeah, keep supporting us guys be loud be proud of who we are I know it's a bit of a cliche but the sort of never say, never say die attitude has been really prominent, isn't it, within the team this season? Not, the stat we've got is this, the worst run of the campaign has been four games without a victory, which sort of says, even if we lose, that's it, draw a line under it, move on, we bounce back, don't we? That's what you have to do. Uh, and sometimes it's easier said than done, because we've seen here in the past and recent seasons, you know, once you start losing two and three, it can quite easily become six, you know, the way the games come fa uh, thick and fast. Um, but that's credit to Mark and his coaching staff, credit to the players for that never say die attitude, but I think that's running through the club now, because we all know we've had some difficult hard times, but we roll our sleeves up, when adversity comes, you know, you battle through it, you get through the other end, and um, hopefully you can reap your rewards, so, um, but as I say, you're a, you're a fan, your, your family's big fans of the club, you know, you must pick up on that fan engagement, that togetherness that's running through the club now. Yes. Certainly, certainly the club that I remember as a child, where you remember heroes of the past, sort of the Mark Burchett and that sort of era when I was a youngster. So to be back, you're sort of feeling in that same sort of environment again, where it's QPR. It doesn't matter because we have the likes of Albert on the field who'll come out and feel like he's going to run for a wall for the Bill My Hoops. That's the feeling that's back, the positivity that's back. That's great. It? And you yeah. personally, you know, you're at every home game, obviously. I've seen you in the crowd up in Blackpool and uh, Coventry and places like that, you know, where, you know, you as well as the fans who are travelling in their droves. Now, it's expensive to watch football, you know, travel's not easy. The times that we've gone through, so once again, the support 
that we're getting absolutely amazing. Yeah. And just the atmosphere as well. It's, everyone's so looking forward to games. And as, as, as I said earlier, there's a confidence now going to games that it's not going to be a, a one-nil defeat or a, a miserable move. You, they're going to enjoy the game. And then even if we don't play necessarily to the best that we can, yeah. we're still coming away still with a bit games. of a... Yeah. Yeah. That's credit to you know, everyone at the club, but Mark, coach and stuff and the players, big pat on the back. And also as well, there's a number of different goal scorers. We're not all reliant on a Lyndon Dykes or a Charlie Austin. There's goals coming from all around the field, which not comparing us to Man City at all, but if you wanted to be like a team like Man City, you'd say that they have goals from all areas of the field and that's sort of a similar trait, a positive one to have, obviously. So. I think it's I think it's really important, you know, I don't you want someone who's gonna make a difference, you maybe every club will say, you know what, we need a twenty goal a season man and there's an argument for that and I get that totally. But what if that one player who's guaranteeing you, no one guarantees you, but you know what I'm saying, is likely gonna get you twenty goals. What if he gets injured? Then you have lost that one figurehead if you like. What we've got, I think we've got two, three players who are capable of getting well into double figures. You know, if you look at Charlie, we'll always score goals. Linden, you know, we, we hop back to 2020 when he went on that run and credit to Linden, didn't hide, put a shift in for the team and had that purple patch in April where I think he scored six and six and looked a really, really good centre forward. Andre Gray will score goals wherever he's been. His record speaks for itself. Chrissy Willicks chipping in with goals, great numbers for goals and assists. Ilias goals and assists. You know, so there's goals around the team. Rob Dickey earlier in the season. You know, he's four, uh, you know, four, he's screamers that Everything he was getting, you know. Goes in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, Rob, if you're watching, you do one. Um, but no, so goals all around the team. And I think it's so important that, you know, your, your midfield chip in with a few and Chris and Ilias, you know, as well as providing or getting their goals now. As I say, Charlie, Lyndon, Andre, they'll, they'll score goals. And as a team, I think we'll always create chances, we'll always score goals. And what I'm seeing now is we're getting tighter at the back as well. We're not shipping goals. We're not giving up lots of chances to the opposition. And that's the foundation to build on that we can go and win more games. And we sort of mentioned the experience that the lads brought in last January. How important has the arrival of David Marshall been? We were in a bit of a difficult situation, obviously Senny going off to the African Cup of Nations, Jordan getting injured in the way he did. You're left with yeah. facing Joe who Love Joe Walsh, but yeah, he's got goalkeeper. Not, yeah. not yeah. the experience necessarily to jump into that situation. Again, again, we spoke about the recruitment side. Of, you know, where Jordan was obviously going to play games, um, being in the wings while Senny's, you know, established himself. Senny goes away. Um, Jordan steps in. You know, does well. The last touch of the game, which is the winning touch of the game, where he saves the penalty. You know, very unlucky for him. You know, shoulder goes or what extent of the injury, but he's out for a while. But straight away, the club know they've got to react, who they're going to get. Danger is, if you go to the league above the Premier League, you're probably going to get a third or fourth choice. If you go below, uh, below for someone to step in, a little bit unproven. David Marshall, wow. You know, if you look at his, uh, his, his career, his stats, who he's played for, games, and I think, I know he's only been in the building three games, but I think he's, he's shown to be a, the quality goalkeeper that he is. Really good up at uh, Coventry at the weekend when he was called upon early in the game to make three or four saves. But, so, yeah, another really, really good sign. 
Would you enjoy playing in this team, Simmons? I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could play. Uh, would I enjoy playing this team? Yeah, I like I like our style. I like the way we play. I like the way we move the ball. I like our creativity. I like our fluidity. Uh, you know that rotation that Mark gives these player um, players license to go. So yeah, um, I would like to play in this team. But I would just like to play again, but far, far too old. But uh, but you know, can't play. Uh, this is a this is a great substitute. What I do, being back involved in the club that I love. And obviously reflecting on, we finished, as we mentioned, 2020-19, five points off the relegation zone. After Bristol City away with heroics with Johan at the end, we finished 2021, seventh, a point off the playoffs with two games in hand. That just sort of sums up the transformation that had happened in that year. Well, the calendar year has been exceptional. Uh, if you put the back half of that season with the front half of this season, um, been exceptional. A lot of hard work gone into it. Still a lot of hard work to do. Players will know that. Mark and his staff will know that. People at the club know that. We're not getting carried away. But what we have done, we've worked ourselves into a great position. We've just got to keep focused. I'm a little bit old school. Don't look too far ahead. Look at your next game. Get the points on the board. Then look at the next game. One game at a time. Just get your preparation right. Get your focus right. Let's keep building. Let's keep that togetherness. Let's keep that unity. And who knows where it's going to take us. Listen, we're probably, in many people's eyes, maybe overachieving. Might be a little bit of a surprise package. Not for me. When you see the way we finished the back half of last season, we just continued that. But a long way to go. What's sort of the aspirations for the end of this season? Are we looking at the top two, or do you think playoffs and set up for the playoffs are really look forward to that? Or? Well, I'll go back one. You know, at the start of the season, I was thinking, finish, there's been steady progress year on year. And I think as a football club, that's all you can and really should hope for. You know, just steady, small, little, sustainable steps on and off the pitch. So we've done that. This year, if someone had asked me at the start, I would have said, you know what, ninth last year, see if we can get in that top six. Haven't got to where we've got to now. You probably, I wouldn't say you'd be disappointed, but you know we've got ourselves in a good position. Can we maintain that top six uh, position? That's going to be hard to do that, but why can't we? But also, why can't we have a look at catching the top two? That gives us something to go for. You know that keeps us uh, enthused. You know, I think the good thing about where we are now, what are we nearly end of January? We're getting to a point at the end of the season where there's still a hell of a lot to look forward to we've been around the club in the last few years where you get to March and you just well actually we're probably looking that way sometimes in previous seasons you know what if we lose a couple that could be a danger you know what I'm talking about when I say that um, but this year so much to look forward to but the key is done well what's still to be done so there's been as well numerous late goals but looking back at the few games that we have played put my supporters hat back on we've sort of we've played the the big teams, haven't we? The teams that should be up there, that are expected to be up there. We played West Brom home and away. We played Bournemouth home and away. We played Fulham away. Does that not say that we have a chance to pick the points up that we should have necessarily not expected to, but can go on to now? I'm nodding my head with a big smile <laughs> on your face, so I think you know the, the answer to that. We've played all the teams. Um, Fulham, I would probably say, are the best team we've played. Had that little wobble, you know, five or six games uh, where they, they didn't win, but then bounced back and seven and score seven and six. And um, 
so I think then. But the others, you know, Bournemouth. I said at the start of the season, I thought Fulham, Bournemouth, West Brom, and no particular order would be the three. Um, but I think people are realising we're not going away. And we are a good side and we're capable of taking on all those sides, getting results against those sides. And, um, you know, why can't we push? But, uh, yeah, I'm just enjoying watching us play. I'm enjoying the results. I'm enjoying the, the reaction of the fans, their interaction. It's just a, it's a positive club to be around at the moment. And, uh, let's say, long may that continue. Obviously, a lot of credit mentioned goes to the owners and everything, but how much should go to Mark Walton and his team for the work that's been done? Well, of course, you look at your manager, head coach, his staff. Uh, that's so important that you create an environment where players want to come into train, want to learn, want to get better, want to improve, uh, got the right attitude. That rubs off on different areas of the, the, the playing staff and what's below them. But not only that, around the club. So, uh, so Mark, he's done an incredible job. Um, his staff, you know, I know they work tirelessly, and they're very much together. And credit to the players, you know, because they're the ones that have to go and perform every Saturday. They're the ones that have to dig deep sometimes. They're the ones that have to go right to the end. They're the ones that have to guide each other and pull each other through. And there's been games recently where, this is my opinion, my opinion only. I don't think we've been anywhere near our best in terms of the way we've played but we've managed to get results and that's a sign of a good side when you're not at your best you can pick up points one or like we've done a couple of times Bristol City Coventry we're not the best by any stretch of the imagination but hanging the game grit determination desire then we've got that bit of quality to go and win the game get three points so important and sort of wrapping it up a little bit how would you sort of sum up the year how would it be for you from a football point of view, I think it's been uh, exceptional. Uh, really has, you know, the the brand of football, the excitement, um, the feel good factor. Um, so from that point of view, it's been exceptional, really, really good. Temper that with, you know, what I'm going to say. You know, the the what we've been living through. Um, everyone's got stories to tell. You know, this 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 horrible thing that doesn't seem to be going away has made it difficult for people. Um, but you know what? I'll come back to what I said earlier on. Football clubs need the fans. The fans need their football club. And if that football club can give that, those fans, our fans, our loyal fans, that hope, that feel-good factor, that's, that's just brilliant to see. Perfect. We'll leave it there. Thank you, Sins. Pleasure. It's always been a pleasure. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. This has been All About Ours, QPR's official podcast.